This episode of a top three podcast is brought to you as always by the wonderful patrons of the tube podcast network. Some personal heroes of ours like Chris Nelson, Zulgeek, Chris Copleen, Eric Guess, Rick Firestone, Nick Ficori, Jill, Kieran, Soccer, ZNA, Cupcake, Kyle, Christian S, Matt, aka Stormageddon, JD, Doug Leaf, Jason Emery, Rob Shack, Brian Skersha, Randall, Jake Martin, Jenny E, and many more, including a couple of new patrons. We welcome in Cade and Low Five Alex. Welcome to the VIP, my friends. And if you're listening and you would like to be like them, show your support for a podcast you like and people named Dave around the world, you can do so once again at patreon.com slash real Dave Jackson. You'll get some cool treats too, like you'll be able to vote for what topics we do on the show. Today's episode about fictional musicians won a poll, chosen by the patrons. You also get to listen to the before and after show banter of every episode. So if that sounds cool to you, once again, you can go to patreon.com slash real Dave Jackson. Any and all support is always appreciated. And with that being said, let's get on to the show. And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Top 3 Podcast, where we honor the time-old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. My name is Dave Jackson, I'm your host, and I'm joined by the regular Top 3 crew today, starting with Aaron Angle. What's up? Alan Nichols. Hey, everybody. And a holiday-cheered fan favorite, Bloodbath McGrath. Listen, I don't have a lot of time. I'm looking for a polo shirt Made in America, not Bangladesh, Aaron, you fucking pinko commie. God damn it. I'm sorry. Hello, everybody. Okay. All right. Merry Christmas. You you okay? You blacked out there for a second. Bangladesh, Aaron. Where am I at? (laughs) You're on the podcast. Bangladesh is a country next to India, Aaron. Okay. Read read a fucking Uh, book. I believe you. You should. He's correct, and he's the authority on all things geography, as he's always been. Uh, so, yeah, today... Wait a minute, it's pronounced geography? What did I, I say? It was, did you say geography? I, I did I say geography. I thought it was pronounced geometry. Well, no, Aaron is the authority on geometry. I know oh, geometrics. Name. We are in mm-hmm. trouble. I'm on yeah. geometrics at all times. <laughs> All right. So uh today we are doing our top three fictional musicians. That's the topic for the episode today. This topic was submitted by one of our uh friends of the show, one of our patrons, Matt, aka Stormageddon, from such wonderful podcasts as Fun and Games, Reignite, and Screen Snark. Uh Matt was a guest on one of our past episodes of the show. Uh I forget what episode that was. What episode was that that, that Matt was here for? Is it video game weapons? That sounds right. Sounds like something we've talked about before, right? That sounds right. It was video game weapons. It was not more than one month ago. We did top three video game weapons with Matt Stormageddon, and they sent in a topic for us, top three fictional musicians. So thank you, Matt. And uh, if you are listening to the show for the first time, the way it works is we've all picked our top three fictional musicians 
We are going to take turns going around. We'll all say our number threes, then our number twos, then our number ones, lightning round honorable mentions, and then a bunch of community submissions this time around. So before we get into the lists, we got a couple of things to do. Uh, First of all, any uh, litigation that needs to happen with this here topic? Yes. Yes, there is, Dave. I have thoughts and opinions, and I will expound on them. All right. So what exactly are we calling a fictional band? Because I think there's a few gray areas that while you guys might think I'm doing a bit, I legit think they are kind of gray areas. They do confuse me a little bit. It's only kind of a bit is what he's saying. It's only kind of a bit. Yeah. It's not, it's a not like Alan idea. where it's a bit all the time. I'm fully in regardless. Yeah. So the, the way that I thought about this was if they originated in fiction, then they are a fictional band. So like Spinal Tap, which might come up later in the lists, Spinal Tap started in fiction. And then because everyone wants to make money, they were like, hey, I bet we could make money if we put out a real record and went on a tour and they did that. But Spinal Tap is still a fictional band. They're, if you, they're still going out. They're playing their characters and shit when they do that. Same with like the Blues Brothers, uh, which we had on one of our community submissions. In my opinion, they're fictional because they started on SNL and everything on SNL is fiction. So that's what I think. Well, and if that's the criteria we're going with, I'm not going to argue it. I'm just saying I feel the Blues Brothers opens the door to that gray area because while the show is fictional. I don't really feel like at any point in time, like the band is fictional. All the members in that band are the Saturday night live band in the movies. They all play themselves. They don't change their names or anything like that. The only people that Don, I guess a character are uh, Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, Jake and Elwood blues. However, like in the skits and, and the music, like they don't necessarily like, there's not really like blues brothers skits. They're just musical performances. So I don't, I kind of feel like that's just their band. Like that's just a band. And they went out and made lots of albums and toured a lot. Um, and again, they're all like working real life musicians who play themselves. They're not changing their names. Like in the movie, they're all playing themselves. That's my only gripe about it. I'm just saying, I don't know that that's like really a fictional band. I think that's just a band and there's a movie around them. Just saying. I think, I, I think, Basically, what I landed on was when in doubt, if they started out in like a fictional capacity, then they're fictional. Like, just always lean on the side of, yeah, it, it's probably okay, except for one that I'll probably like argue a little bit later. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just like, when in doubt, fuck it. I think the more interesting, like, uh, uh, weird sort of band situation is the monkeys right because they started as like purely an entertainment thing and they morphed into you know like a a top hit on the radio sort of band that's fair so here here's here's part of and maybe this can answer the questions or maybe i'm just getting real nerdy about it so for example and these may be picks that I make, they may not be picks that I make, but I'm just trying to point this out. So, uh, you know, some people might pick out the wonders from that movie, that thing you do. Cool. However, that, even though like the actors are in that movie pertaining to play, 
Fountains of Wayne wrote and performed that song in the movie. Huh. Uh, School of Rock. Whenever I can't quite remember what the name of the band is in School of Rock, it is just School of Rock. Anyway, that song is written and performed by the Mooney Suzuki, like a band. Like, I'm just saying, I feel there's a lot of examples that I could pull from where it's uh, just a fictional band. There's a real life band and songwriters who have crafted the song purely for this movie, TV show, whatever. However, I feel like, again, the Blues Brothers, that's not the case there. They're playing, I mean, most of their songs are covers, but they're real life covers and they're real life musicians. I don't know. That's all I was saying. That was my like one, like nerdy kind of like semantic issue. I'll go ahead and drop it after that. I guess, first of all, I wasn't worried about the monkeys because they weren't going to be on my list. So I don't really care. Um, and as far as like, you know, school of rock or whatever, the, the, the wonders, like I, those don't really exist outside of the movies. So even though they're performed by real musicians, I mean, all these things are performed by musicians, um, of varying skill levels or whatever, even if it's just like Lady Gaga or, well, she is a musician, uh, fucking Bradley Cooper singing in a movie or something like they're all performed by real people, but those things, a lot of them don't exist outside of the fiction. And even when they do, they originated in fiction. So they count for me personally. Okay. The, the other question here is what is the criteria for something making your list? Is it like they form a cool part in the movie that they're in or the show that they're in? Uh, is it fictional musicians that like you actually really love the music? Like what, what's the criteria for making your list here? So, I, for my three, chose people who were professional musicians in some capacity. I have a bunch of of honorable mentions uh, of people that, you know, maybe weren't professional musicians, but they played uh, an instrument in front of people on more than one occasion. <laughs> okay. Um, mine was... I guess first and foremost for fictional bands, it's uh, just the earworm. I mean, like that they made like genuinely good music uh, for a band that may or may not exist or for, you know, some kind of uh, other medium, you know, uh, this is a band from a TV show or a band from a movie. And like, they made a genuinely good song. Um, sometimes it comes down to uh, how that band might, band or song might fit into the context of whatever the show or movie is. And then I think sometimes too, just the um, story behind the song, like sometimes it's a famous musician in real life who wrote and performed a song for a movie or something like that. And they put it under the moniker of a different band for the purposes of, you know, the show or whatever. And I think sometimes that's just a neat little fun fact. So um, I'd say like most of mine kind of, blend those three criteria together. I have a ton of picks. I don't even totally know which ones I'm going with. I have so many I was able to pull from. It's weird. There's a lot of... I guess there's a lot of one-hit wonders in this. Like, if you're going to talk about, like, fictional bands, um, and I think those are always fun songs. They're kind of novel. Like, they're sort of novelty, but I think most of my picks, like, kind of go beyond novelty to where it's like, this could have been, like, a real band and, like, I would have been interested to see them if they existed in real life. So, yeah, for mine, 
the main thing is that I think the music is good. And then they're all also part of things that like movies that I like or TV shows that I like or whatever. Like first and foremost, if it's like a movie that I like and they play a concert or something, but I don't really love the song, then they're not going to be on my list. It's got to be the music first. So Aaron, you've been quiet. What do you got on this? First off, the the Blues Brothers is a band because they are actors playing characters. That's why it's that's that's what fiction is. Just, you know, <laughs> the 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 monkeys, the Partridge family, the band from School of Rock, they're all actors playing characters, so they're fictional. Secondly, I didn't approach this list by any means by the music, really, even. I and my criteria that I set was if you were to look at the description of the character that somebody would have to look at when they were reading a script, like if they, here's this character, here's who they are. If a musician is, is, is a part of that description, that's, that was my criteria. Okay. So I have a musician. I was doing lists. I don't think there's very many good ones. I think a lot of them I was reading, I was just like, Jesus, God, no. Ugh. But (laughs) so the way I kind of set my criteria is I kind of did it based off. I I mostly did it based off of the characters and how they're contextualized in the story or game or whatever that I'm playing. It's not really based on their music. It's how much did I enjoy that character? And if that character, a big part, if a big part of their character is that they are a musician, I counted it. So that was kind of how I set up the ones that I'm picking for my list. All right. So let us get on with uh, the episode here. Before we get into our lists, we have a Michael Bumpus in this episode. Aaron, sound the Michael Bumpus alarm. All aboard. Chugga, 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 (laughs) chugga. Bumpus. (laughs) That's a new alarm. Do you have a new alarm installed? That was a good one. No, that, that was off the cuff right there, dude. I'm actually pretty happy with myself. That was very funny. Oh yeah. Awesome. Uh, Aaron, can you explain for the people, if this is their first time listening, what is the, uh, what is a Michael Bumpus? Well, a Michael Bumpus answer, uh, in a top three podcast is an answer that most of us, and we probably most people would agree would be on all of our list. It is such a good answer that there's no real point talking about it three, four separate times. Uh, so we just make it our Michael Bumpus so we can talk about the beginning of the show. Why do we call it Michael Bumpus? I actually feel fucking stupid having to explain this every time because everybody should already know. <laughs> Michael Bumpus is the greatest football player of all time. If we did top three football players, Michael Bumpus would be on all of our lists. So we just made the obvious answer. We named that after Michael Bumpus because obviously he's the greatest football player. And obviously our Michael Bumpus for this episode is. Our Michael Bumpus for this episode is Mr. Wynn from Hey Arnold. You can offer me a diamond-plated pearl You can send me all the riches in the world You can tempt me with the palaces of kings I'd give them back in a big old sack and keep the simple things I've got the simple things I've got the rain and spring Got spicy chicken wings And french fried onion rings Yep Yep, I don't think there's anything else that could uh, that could make this spot right here. Now I know a lot of you might not know what we're talking about, and I have been I have been told by Dave that he is going to cut in some audio because this is one of my favorite oh, yeah. songs they, of they all time. They just heard it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so then they get it. So this is from the Hey Arnold episode called "Mr. Wynn Goes Country." 
Uh, for those who did not watch Hey Arnold or don't remember, Mr. Wynn is a Vietnamese immigrant. He lives in the uh, boarding house that Arnold lives in. And one day they overhear him singing in the shower and he has this beautiful, lush country singing voice. Uh, the song in the episode is actually voiced by Randy Travis. Uh, and he sings the song. He also does the voice of the announcer at the Grand Old Opry. Because um, in the episode, Mr. Wynn uh, records the song. It gets hit. It's a hit. And then he goes on to perform at the Grand Old Opry. And then he retires after one performance. That's why he's Michael Bumpus. He wrote the greatest country song of all time and then retired immediately. He is the Barry <laughs> Sanders of country music. <laughs> Dude, Randy Travis is so good too. You can't you can't find a better country singing like male country singing voice than that right there. That is exactly what you think of when you think I'm going to the Grand Ole Opry. I wonder what's in store for me. It's that <laughs> it's it's that voice seven times. Uh-huh. It's yeah, the Randy Travis sounded ass motherfucker. Yeah. That like that style of country I don't really like, but I love that song. I love the simple things. I've been singing it. Uh, all week when I'm just around my house as we've been getting ready to do this episode. <laughs> it's an awesome song. It's a really great episode of a really great show. Like, hey, Arnold still holds up. It's still fantastic. So my uh, Michael Bumpus is Mr. Wynn. Agreed. Good pick. And I also agree with you, Dave. I don't, it's not really. It's a genuinely good song. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. I love it because I love that kind of country, man. That oh, hit yeah. me at the right time as a little kid. Yeah, I mean, if that's like your genre, then, I mean, you're you're in hog heaven when that song comes on. It's fantastic. Hog heaven, baby. That's right, baby. All right, so let's get into our lists. I'll go ahead and get us started with my number three. And again, we're all in agreement that Mr. Wynn is the best. Uh, my number three fictional musician is The Beats from the TV show Doug. Good answer. Good answer. Ah, dude, that was mine. Hell yeah. You're number three. It was probably going to be my number three. I, I've got plenty of picks, so I'm just going to switch it up. But fuck yeah, dude. I was picking the beats for sure. Yeah. The Killer beats. Tofu. Killer Tofu banging on a trash can. They had some like legit good songs. Like back I when I was still. Allowing. Oh, wait. Why? So, because I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, dude, can we just. Somebody needs to make that a soundbite. We need to soundboard that right there. Can you do uh, it again? I cannot. <laughs> it was a one-time thing. Can yeah. you do not it for a Scooby Snack? Yeah, no, I, I'm just like Mr. Wind, baby. Flashing a pan one time and I'm retired. One time, yeah. Straight to retirement. Yeah, it's uh, the, the beats, like, even until, like, until I started using Spotify in, like, 2018 or something like that. I was still using a Zune up until then. I had several Beats songs on there and they would come up in the shuffle. And like, I still want to listen to those songs, even outside of the context of the show, Doug, which is great. Uh, the music from the Beats, the 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 local rock band in there is, a, is awesome. So the easy number three, the Beats. Yeah, and I don't want to talk too much about it because I because uh, you know it's 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 the beats. It's just the it's it's their big rock band in the show, Doug. But I I love Doug. Doug was one of my favorite cartoons when I was a little kid, dude. Uh, 
and, and I don't really have a whole lot more to say about the beats because, like I said, all I have are those two second sound clips of those <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I I I love Doug. I, I think the beats is a great answer here. Definitely floated through my head. Didn't make my list in any capacity, but I I like this answer. I love the beats. Um, I was gonna put it on my list, but I knew that one of you jokers was gonna, so I'd get to talk about him anyway. Uh-huh. Um, the beats is one of like one of those um instances of music in a show that i th- that i think was planted there to make it so parents could watch television with their kids and they could connect over something that they listened to mm-hmm. um because it's one of the Doug was one of the shows that i think parents could watch and um specifically i remember that my mom loved the beats um and i still love the beats as well I'm thankful that I was able to, because we just passed Thanksgiving, I'm thankful that I was able to pull, like, 20 years ago, uh, the beats from Dave's laptop. So I still have a (laughs) copy of those and have Uh them available to me. In MP3 form, and they can't take that (laughs) shit down from YouTube. I got it forever. Nope. Yep. It's there. I, too, have it on a CD. Um, Yeah, dude. (laughs) That's just, uh, I think that's an example of, um, for the purposes of a cartoon, like someone made that music very well. Like it, uh, you know, Doug's like an early 90s TV show, and I think it captures, uh, like music at that time, like pretty well, like for the band. Uh, it's sort of, it's a little timeless. It's also like very kind of like nondescript, like, um, it could have come out at any time and it's not anything super offensive or um, anything trendy at the moment. Like it's just sort of like existence own bubble. So it's, someone put a lot of effort into that, into that little band. Uh, and it's pretty yep. badass. It was also a real bummer when like Doug came back on the Disney channel uh, and the beats, like one of the plot lines, like the beats were broken up and they all hated each other. Uh, oh. Weak. Yeah. Blame. See, I know better. I know better than to get in with those uh, TV show revivals like 20 years later. Arrested Development burned me, and I, I shall not be burned again. Uh, so, Hell yeah. All right. So that was my number three, The Beats. Aaron, what's your number three? This is hard because I don't really have a favorite. I just have a couple that I like. Um, all right. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with K.K. Slider from Animal Crossing. this is the only real video game musician i could come up with and i i'm scratching my head because i know i have to explain what animal crossing is and i cannot come off as cool so i don't think you have to explain it that much Right. So it's a game where you live in a town and you make friends and you have a job and you grow stuff and find stuff. Whatever. The cool thing about Animal Crossing. (laughs) I know. know. The cool thing about (laughs) Animal Crossing is uh, it was one of the it was the first game I ever played where it was connected to your video game systems like internal clock. So if it was Uh 535 p.m. in Troy, Ohio, it was 535 p.m. in my game. Well, every Sunday night at like eight o'clock or something like that. 
uh, the train would drop off this. He, he looks like a uh, like a Dalmatian. It's like a Dalmatian that plays guitar, and his name was K.K. Slider. And he would sit by the train station underneath this street light, and you would go up to him, and he'd be like, hey – you want me to play something for you? And you'd say yes. And he would play something for you. And every single week it was different. And you were able to like collect his songs and like play them on your like, uh, I, I don't know, vinyl player or CD player or whatever the hell you had. But it was uh, like, I was really in animal crossing and it was always a really cool event. Cause I'm like Sunday night, seven 30, you know, my mom just maybe get a shower, brush my teeth and I can get into my room, you know, fast enough to where I can meet KK slider at the, at the uh, train station for him to play me whatever song he decided to bring with him that week. Uh, I loved Animal Crossing. I love these life simulation games. I thought it was a really cool spin on it as a little kid. Having it hooked up to the internal clock was also really cool. Uh, but the songs KK Slider did too were always really nice. They were always, uh, I, I don't even know what you could compare them to. It's like minimalistic elevator music. Um, I know there's a word for it that I'm not thinking that I that I can't bring into my head, but it was just really cool going to this train station on a Sunday night, hearing KK Slider play. It was always a really neat little song, and then you know, waiting for it again next week. So yeah, so my number three, I'm gonna have to stick in the video game world and say uh, KK Slider from Animal Crossing. What kind of music is it? Well, it's I, if I could remember this word lo-fi it's 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 like weird minimalistic like lo-fi music it's you know because they don't talk at animal crossing so it's just usually him playing a guitar uh his weird little animal crossing voice and like some whistles and some light like percussion maybe like a like a tambourine or something it's it's very small stuff but it was this dog playing the guitar and singing for you every week and if you didn't get there within you know an hour, you know, 9 p.m., he's back on the train. He's going off to the next town or whatever. But, yeah, it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't like he was sitting there playing, like, you know, eight-minute power ballads or anything. But it was always a really cool experience to find him and see him every week. It was a cool part of the game. Would have been cool if he did play power ballads, though. Yeah, right? I haven't yeah. even played the new the new Animal Crossing. He plays with a band and everything in the new Animal Crossing. I don't oh, I don't man. care that, about Animal Crossing anymore. That experience sounds awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's cool. I, I loved that timed experience um, as a child when I was playing video games. I, the one I remember was in Pokemon. You could you had to get to right. the like the Safari Zone at a specific time uh, to participate in the bug catching contest, or like yeah, the, dude, like the park to get to participate in the bug catching contest. Um, and I always forgot, and so it was just random luck when I did it. But yeah, no, that was always a lot of fun. Uh, really neat aspect and that's a, a cool thing that you just show up if you're there at this specific time he'll sing you a song that's a, a neat thing like yeah it. they do that in Fortnite now dude it's like Eminem concerts and shit yeah. I've, I've heard Travis about that <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright so Aaron's number three KK Slider from Animal Crossing Alan what's your number three my number three uh, was a nostalgia choice, and that is Dr. Teeth in the Electric Mayhem, uh, specifically Animal, the drummer. Hey, Mr. Bassman, you got that certain something. Hey, Mr. Bassman, you set that music thumping. Do you? It's easy. When you go one, two, three, ba 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 ba. You mean ba 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 
I was a big fan of Muppets when I was growing up. Oh, Muppets. And, okay. uh, yeah, I love Muppets. Was anyone I, surprised wait, in Alan's pick, honestly? Like, I figured he was going Muppets. I'm just saying. I, Continue. I, I almost picked Animal, dude. I think this is a great answer. Animal is on my list of honorable mentions, man. Electric Mayhem is uh, spectacular. Uh, they had they had full albums. Uh, they appeared in dozens of movies. I mean, the Electric Mayhem has spanned fifty years at this point. Uh, you know, they have members that are all based off of, um, you know, or at least influenced by various uh, rock and roll icons. And Jim Henson was really good about being communicative about you know the the characters that he created jim henson bt dub uh from a uh from a town called i think it's greenville mississippi but it might be like a small ass town in between greenville and the town i lived in in mississippi indianola and he was from there and they had uh like a big jim henson museum between uh indianola and greenville so it was 20 minutes away it was a really neat thing anyway electric mayhem spectacular look into them listen to them on youtube probably i don't know but yeah number three i just always remember as a little kid seeing like the girl that's in the band and just me being like dude when i hit puberty i'm gonna jack off to that puppet so much man (laughs) (laughs) and how was it i never revisited i'm sorry Well, you got plenty of time now, buddy. I was going to say, when you hit puberty again. Yeah. (laughs) Double puberty. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, we have uh, Animal and the Electric Mayhem. Alan's number three uh, from the Muppets. I have no idea what you're talking. I mean, I know what the Muppets are, but I have no idea what music you're talking about here. I vaguely know what Animal is. Uh, Did you see the Muppets? Like, have you ever seen the Muppets? Yeah, I've I've seen the Muppets, but like, did you see any band play ever on the Muppets? Does Animal play drums? Yeah, he's okay. pink. He plays so drums. He, that, that's he's all a I got. Fucking savage. Literally all I, I haven't watched the Muppets. I haven't watched the Muppets since like 1993. He's like a furry <laughs> pink embodiment of sex, <laughs> drugs, and rock and roll. Um, okay. There was oh, that yeah. guy, guy in the top hat with the big nose. I don't remember his name. <laughs> that's Doctor T. Nice, Doctor nice. Teeth? He, he, he's awesome. Okay, I'm into that. You got Floyd. You got Floyd. You got Lips, Animal, Janice, Doctor Teeth, and Zoot. All right, the fair third. enough. Members. So that was Alan's number three. Bloodbath. What is your number three? All right, my number three. It's from the film Almost Famous, and the band is Stillwater. their song fever dog fever dog <laughs> uh, yeah dude uh if anyone's ever seen the movie uh almost famous uh it's about a kid a uh, young cameron crow he follows around a uh, band in 1973 he goes on tour with them to write an article uh and shenanigans ensue um the band is a combination of several different bands from that era 
Um, the movie takes place in 1973. And what's really cool is when they made this movie back in the year 2000, um, Peter, they had Peter Frampton write the song that I guess he also pretty much performed. Because I don't think anyone, any of the actors in the movie, like are musicians. Um, but the assignment was to make a song that uh, feels like it could have come out in 1973. And they, he did a really good job with it. Um, if no one's ever heard the song, it kind of sounds like, um, a track that would be on like Led Zeppelin four. It's uh, it's just kind of like from that era. It's got that seventy Zeppelin style. Um, in the movie, the band is on tour with Black Sabbath, so like it also kind of has a little bit of a Black Sabbath vibe. Um, again, just it's really neat. I think it's awesome how you know thirty, forty years removed, somebody could write a piece of music that. Um, can fit in with a time period so well, I think it's a real testament to um, just songwriting and uh, uh, I don't know, just musicianship. I think it's really neat. Dude. Almost famous is a fucking great movie. That is one of my all time favorite movies. And yeah. And like, and if you, you know, I just was like looking through the cast list a second ago. So many famous fucking people are in this movie. Like it's, it, it's crazy. Like it was the last time Kate Hudson was any good. Jason Lee was the fucking lead singer of the band or the guitarist of the band or something like He's that. He's the lead, lead singer. He's the one who goes fever down. <laughs> yeah, and he, and, he, and he has the long hair and like the fucking like cut off sleeve shirt. Dude, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Francis McDormand, dude, like this Anna Paquin. Never mind. I lied. There are some bad actors in it. Zoe but, Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel's in this movie, dude. Uh, I, I don't really have a lot to say about the band because it's not really my thing, but it is a really cool fictionalized band. And I haven't thought about the movie Almost Famous in such a long time, dude. That, that just a, a really, really solid movie. I, I like this answer, Bloodbath. Thank you. I have never seen that movie, but if they're on tour with Black Sabbath, they're cool with me. <laughs> I'm in. And so that was Bloodbath's number three. What was the band called? Stillwater. Stillwater from Almost Famous. All right. My number two is another fictional rock band, and it is from uh, a mockumentary, if you will. Uh, and they are Spinal Tap. And this is partly because this is one of my favorite movies ever. It's definitely one of my favorite comedies ever, Spinal Tap. Uh, really never gets old to me. It is a, uh, like I said, a mockumentary, basically entirely improvised fake documentary about this rock band called Spinal Tap. Uh, and it's spelled with umlauts over the N in spinal and the A in tap, which is very funny. Uh and it's it's a what I like about the movie is they're all just all four members of the band are just the biggest idiots ever. And it's like Christopher Guest and uh, who's the the fucking guy from The Simpsons that's in that movie, Bloodbath? Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer, that's yeah. Right. Yeah, they're uh, they're everyone is just so funny in that movie. Michael and, Shannon. Yeah, and Michael yeah, McKean. It, Sure. He, I don't he's know who right. any of these people are. He, he's my, right. Michael Shannon looking. is somebody else completely. <laughs> <laughs> I, get okay. my, my, I, I get my Michaels confused. He does. He has for years. Yeah. Um, so in Spinal Tap, it's it's funny because they're going through these situations that like 
real bands have found themselves in. And it was to a point like when the movie first came out, the stories are that like people didn't know what to think about the movie because it was like pretty realistic in the situations they find themselves in, uh, including some real bands like just either thinking it's like the funniest thing ever because those exact same things happen to them or getting mad because they're like making fun of those bands, basically. Uh, so it's a really, really funny movie, highly recommended. And uh, the music is like satire of like classic and like glam metal rock. But the songs are actually pretty good, even like Sex Farm when they have like three basses going on. Uh, all of that stuff is very funny. Uh, Tonight I'm Going to Rock You Tonight is a legit good rock song. He's on Guitar Hero. Yeah, yeah. Give me Guitar some money. Hero. Give me some money. Yeah. And uh, and of course, they, they go through drummers like every couple weeks as they spontaneously combust or die in bizarre gardening accidents uh, that the the detective said is best left unsolved. Best, best left unsolved. <laughs> Dude, like the two, like the other really good ongoing joke is that um, they all keep getting cold sores on their mouths. Yeah. Like randomly. <laughs> and then... um. Uh, you know, the reviews, the beginning, it's like shark sandwich, more like shit. Sandwich. Oh, but you, you, you can't, you can't write that in the papers. Can you? <laughs> this is uh, so, I, I, I love this answer and you're, you're right. They, in this movie, they do a really good job of like, of like following the tropes of every dumb fucking story you've heard about, like a rock band, like whether it's like the band, like getting mad at each other over what the album cover should look like, or them being assholes about what food is in the green room or whatever. Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> I would, I would like to just give a quick shout out. Christopher guest is the guy who wrote this movie and he makes a lot of mockumentary style movies like this that are all really, really good, whether it's waiting for Guffman or best in show or a mighty mm-hmm. wind, he nails these movies, dude. And I believe, I believe this is like, I don't, I don't know if it's his first movie, uh, but I know if it wasn't, it was like very, very close to being one of the first movies that he had a hand in, but this is what he does. If you like stuff like spinal tap, like he just basically takes that exact same, like, energy and puts it into other situations so i i, I love this answer i i like i remember where uh he's just like no i want the album to be more black like it's like yeah. it's not like it's got to be it's got to be really black and then bloodbath said shark sandwich which i completely <laughs> completely forgot about but i love it, this answer, it's Dave. because this is great they show an image of us like a like a like a ham sandwich but yeah, like but the bread got, is like, water <laughs> and there's a shark swimming in it. It's like just shark. the most bizarre fucking thing ever. <laughs> also, like when you're saying like they're backstage that one scene and like they have like cold cuts or whatever, like a like a deli platter, and like yeah. he's just like having trouble making a sandwich. He's just like, look at this. I don't like But if you fold <laughs> the bread, it keeps breaking. <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucking stupid. Uh, they had the the riff on the the Black Sabbath story where Black Sabbath ordered um, this Stonehenge Random monument. Limbs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, they wrote it in meters when they meant to write it in feet. So when it got there, it was way too fucking big. And then Spinal Tap did it the other way where they wrote it in inches instead. And it's like it's like a foot and a half tall. And it's just like one of them <laughs> sitting out on the stage. Uh, very good. Very good movie. So, uh, my number two, Spinal Tap. Easy pick for me. Aaron, what's your number two? 
All right, my number two is gonna be J Rock from the Trailer Park Boys. Check this shit out. Oh, come on, check it out. J Rock. The situation broke out when I smoked too much blood. Reached in my drawers, pulled out my pot, bust open the jar of petroleum jelly. Started thinking about Donna and Nikki and hey, Shelly. Her mind, I was hitting it. We was almost there. Then the door bust open and fuck my mom's was there. What? Don't disrespect JROC. It could happen to you. Cause it happened to me. I love the Trailer Park Boys. It is one of my favorite shows of all time. And there is a character in the Trailer Park Boys named J-Rock. And J-Rock is a, quote, rapper, quote. Uh, he... <laughs> Very, very bad, but he is one of the funniest characters in the show. Uh, he's not really a musician, like, right? Like, it's not like he gets paid to do it or anything like that, but his whole character is that he wants to be a famous rapper more than anything, and he writes a ton of terrible, terrible music. Uh, one of his, uh, his, his kind of like go-to, like, like, I guess his like character line is whatever or whatever, is he just always says, you know what I'm saying? Like all the time, like, like after everything, <laughs> he'll say something like, you know what I'm saying? I was down at this place. You know what I'm saying? And I went and I bought a candy bar. You know what I'm saying? And his friend will be like, yo bro, that's too many. No, I'm sayings. And he's like, what are you? The know what I'm saying? What, what are you? The know what I'm saying? Police? Like, it's very funny to me. Uh, this one is actually, I think this is, this is the, like my, I have my number one answer because I think it's a really good character, like actual music, like combination that I really enjoy. But when I'm talking about pure hilarity, dude, the character, like I dude, the trailer park boys is such a good TV show and I don't really get why people hate it, but I know a lot of people who do. But J Rock, do people hate the trailer? Park I, I I have met so many people that are like, "Dude, the trailer park boys is stupid." Like, I don't get the trailer park boys. I'm just like, whatever. You and I will never find the same things funny if you don't think the trailer park boys is <laughs> funny. Uh, but J Rock is just he he's such a he's such a good like side character in that show. Probably my favorite side character, and you know he is he is a rapper. And that's like a huge part of his character is anything he's got going on the show is just a device to get rich, making money, like rapping and stuff like that. So while I feel like he teeters on the gray line a little bit about like if he's actually a musician, no, he's really just some weird Canadian guy living in a trailer park wanting to be a rapper. But it's such a big part. Of, it's such a big part of his character that I had to uh, I, 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 I just went ahead and made the decision that like, OK, he has to be on my list because he is that funny of a character to me. Uh, I, I don't know the actor's name, but he's all, he also plays like an Amish guy in Letterkenny. And I really like the TV show Letterkenny as well. And he's very good in that, but yeah, I mean, I, I, that this is the very first answer that popped into my head when we were thinking about this. I laughed at my head for five minutes and then after 10 <laughs> minutes, I was like, Oh no, he's making the list, dude. You're, you're right about that. You're not being goofy. So, uh, that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm going with a uh, J rock from trailer park boys. Number two. I love that answer. That's a great answer. I didn't even think about J-Rock, but um, J-Rock's great. You know what I'm saying? And he's totally a musician. He put out an album and everything. He yeah, he did, man. He made a porno? Um, yeah. yeah. Until his mom kicked him out. He had to slip under the deck. It was. <laughs> that show's spectacular. I won't hear about people abusing that show. See, Alan, and you like Squidbillies, too, and I also like Squidbillies. Me and Alan like that weird, weird, like, stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, man, if you dude. can't be weird, what kind of fun are you having, really? I'm, I'm I mean, not watching really your show. Down. 
I'm not mm-hmm. watching your show. J Rock nope. is so funny. He's he's he is maybe aside from like the two or three main characters, probably the funniest like actor on that show too. One like just I just mean, a joke actor, factory. Like Leahy and and Randy, right? I mean they're they're like quasi main characters, but they're obviously funnier than J Rock. They mean, make me they make me sad a lot. J Rock doesn't really make me sad, and I like sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm z- 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 saying. <laughs> It's so so stupid, dude. That is is funny. And that's just, and that's, that's the whole show is it is just so fucking stupid. It's funny, but J J rocks, my guy in that show, man, he's awesome. It's great. It took me a really long time to come around on trailer park boys. I was a hater for a while. And then like, eventually I was like, okay, I get it. Squidbillies. No, but trailer park boys. I'm in squidbillies is great. Trailer Park Boys is okay. Like I, I never got on the bandwagon. I, I like the first couple seasons. I've watched most of them. I think the show gets pretty rough as time goes on. I just don't. Eh, I, I would just, agree with it's you. It's right. yeah. Like, I get it. Yeah, it's funny at first. I think the the novelty wears off after like season. Well, and that's four. just like every TV show that lasts. 10 plus seasons, you know, right. Sunny was the same way. The Simpsons, you know, family guy, all these great comedies. Like, you know, you do the shtick long enough. The shtick isn't funny anymore. All right. Yeah. So that was Aaron's number two, J rock from trailer park boys. Alan, what is your number two? Uh, let me see. If Bloodbath doesn't put that guitar away, he's about to be a fictional musician. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Posthumously. Too bad. <laughs> uh, my, uh, Too bad you're on the other end of this internet connection. <laughs> Ooh, get out the ceremonial uh, combat loop. Look in your crawl space, my man. You don't think Dave knows how to upload a virus to oh, your no. Bluetooth vinyl player? He'll destroy that thing. <laughs> Good, because he doesn't. <laughs> uh my uh my number two is phoebe buffet uh fictional musician from the television show friends smelly cat smelly cat what are they feeding you smelly cat smelly cat is not your phone i know what you're saying Playing in a coffee house, that doesn't make you a fictional musician. But first off, fuck you. You don't tell me what to do. And second off, uh, she had a music video and everything. It was in a, a cat litter commercial. So absolutely a musician. <laughs> um, anyway, I liked Phoebe. She was a funny lady. Her songs also very funny. Smelly Cat in particular, obviously. Uh, but apparently, which I looked up online, there are um, a 50-something songs that were at least mentioned and have links on some website. So anyway, Phoebe Buffet, my number two. Uh, very funny. See, and I, this uh, is... Mm. Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I'll say this is to me where the gray line really comes into play, right? Cause I, I would, I would count this, right? One of the answers that I was kind of flipping around my list was Lisa Simpson. Now Lisa Simpson is not known for being a musician, but it is a huge part of her character in a lot of things that go on in the show with her involve Ooh. these things. 
But I, I, I didn't end up picking. Right. Point, so Aaron. to me, like, it, I, I wouldn't pick Lisa Simpson, but to me, it counts because it's a huge part of her character. This is the same thing with Phoebe and Friends, dude. Like, and and I've watched Friends, and I've watched the whole thing through a couple of times. I'm I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I really do like that show. Um, as the show goes on, the the musician part of her kind of takes a backseat to all the other bigger story arcs they have going on with the other characters. But when that show first begins, Phoebe is a struggling New York musician. Like, right? That's what she does. She plays at coffee shop. She does this. So to me, like the foundation, like one of the biggest foundations of her character arises from her being a struggling musician trying to find her way in New York. Uh, I, I like this answer. Therapist. She's a massage therapist, but you, you, you know what I'm saying. So mm -hmm. I love Phoebe. She might be my favorite character in the show, and I'm not going to expand any more on that. I just want to say that I count it and smell it, smell it, it's not your fault. <laughs> uh, I got it's, like it's not the almost fault. nothing about Phoebe. I don't remember her singing ever on Friends, uh, but you did remind me of Robin uh, from How I Met Your Mother in her like music video, which was also very funny. Robin Sparkles. Yep. Yep. Same thing. Yeah, I I was waiting for someone to make this pick. Um and I mean I, I didn't really have an opinion on it, although Aaron kind of made a good point there. Um I just Friends is fine. I just don't ever really like oh, Friends, Friends is person. trash, but we don't need to talk about that. We can just talk about the musician. <laughs> I just don't remember any of the songs. All right. Well, that was Alan's number two, Phoebe Buffet. It's a great last name. I'll give her that. Bloodbath, what's your number two? All right, my number two is The Lone Rangers. movie oh, Airheads. Nice. Great oh. answer. A 1994 Adam Sandler, Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi classic. For those of you that don't know, uh, it's a movie about a struggling band that call themselves the Lone Rangers, even though there's three of them. How do they make <laughs> it plural? It's a big discussion in the movie. Uh, who made a record, nobody will listen to it. They, they desperately want to make it in the music industry. So they pretend to uh, take a bunch of people hostage at the local radio station until they agree to play the song. However, they busted their demo tape. So they're trying to get someone to bring them an extra copy of the demo tape. And then they start making demands and all kind of hilarity ensues. It's a legitimately good money, uh, good movie. Very funny. At the end of the movie, they finally get to play their song, which is actually a cover of a song called um, uh, Degenerated by a band called Reagan Youth from the 80s. However, they've re-recorded it in this version. I'm pretty sure Pearl Jam is actually playing. Uh, it's definitely Eddie Vedder singing, um, and they've kind of turned it into more of a rock song than a punk rock song, but uh, the cover is legitimately good. Um, and in, and the song they picked like really fits the vibe of who this fictional band probably is. Um, so I just think it's really, really awesome. It's a nice little bit of trivia. The 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 movie itself is very much made for uh, people who like 
heavy rock and metal music. It's it's very much a love letter to them. Um, lots of musical references, and um, it, it's a lot about uh, that um, musician lifestyle. And uh, I think the song choice was really uh, done well. And I think the way they uh, rearranged the song like fits perfectly. And then, like I said, it's just a really cool cover. Um, pretty sure if somebody Googles it, it is basically Pearl Jam uh, playing the song. It has a three piece. So it's like Eddie Vedder and then probably uh, Stone Gossard and Matt Cameron uh, playing the song. Really good. I really did like this movie too. Uh, very weird early Adam Sandler role. Like very much not like, you know, what he got famous for type of performance. Um, I, I, I did like I had it on VHS because Adam Sandler was in it. And if I saw his <laughs> face on something, I would buy it. And then I watched it when I was like nine. I was like, I don't get this at all. But I do have a very vague memory of the end where Brendan Fraser stands up and he's like telling people how big of a nerd he used to be. And some guy in the crowd yells, I used to wear corduroy pants. And it was the funniest, <laughs> the funniest thing in the world to me, dude. But yeah, I, I like this answer. Bloodbath. The Airheads is a pretty good movie, man. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Let me in that scene. Let me let me uh, the editor of school magazine. Yeah, let me kill Meister. Yeah, I always thought that was funny. I used to eat my boogers. <laughs> the best best scene of the movie. <laughs> uh, all right, so bloodbaths number two, the Lone Rangers from the movie Airheads. Uh, I, I used to I like that movie. I don't remember really anything about it. Um, I I think do they like take over a radio station? Yeah, they they take over a radio station with fake water guns that they right. fill with okay. hot sauce. So here's what happened is the last time I watched the movie Jingle All the Way with Sinbad, I remembered <laughs> him taking over a radio station. But what I think actually happened was I was remembering Airheads. I always get Wait, Jingle All the Way. That is exactly what happened. Yes, mm-hmm. and Sinbad. And, and, and the kid from who, who, Wait, and the kid who played Anakin in Star Wars. Oh, oh, dude, Sinbad is what? Sinbad's like the the Wild. second star in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> Jake Lloyd. Okay. I, Dave, I always get Jingle All the Way and Airheads confused. In, as well. in Dave's defense, in Dave's defense, they do go to a radio station. Yeah. and there is a bomb. Right, so. right, right, right. But mm. I, I remember them being in there for a long time, and I think that's just Airheads. So, uh, all right, <laughs> yeah. Bloodbaths number two. Uh, the Lone Rangers from Jingle All the Way. Uh, so my number one, <laughs> my number one fictional musician, and this was the first one that popped into my head other than Mr. Wynn when this uh, topic came up. And it is the one that I still listen to to this day, like in an unironic way. I think the songs are really great. I think the movie that this musician is from is really, really underrated. And it is Dewey oh. Cox from the movie Walk Hard. In my dreams you're blowing me some kisses That's one of my favorite things to do You and I could go down in history That's what I'm praying to do with you Let's do it Great answer. I I had a feeling that was going to come. I've never seen Walk Hard. So Dewey Cox is portrayed by John C. Riley, and Walk Hard is a like parody of Walk the Line, which is the Johnny Cash biopic with Joaquin Phoenix. 
And so it basically follows like the general plot beats of Walk the Line, but it's just ridiculous and funny the entire way. Um, Dewey Cox has like, you know, like there's the the scene in Walk the Line where his like brother gets injured or something like that and or he dies or something and Dewey Cox's brother dies and it's like his ghost comes back and like talks to him and it's Jonah Hill and it's very funny and Dewey Cox is so traumatized that he can't smell like that's what happens to him. Um, his dad just like pops in in random scenes and just yells at him. The wrong kid died. And uh, the uh, the band is really great that plays with him. Tim Meadows is the drummer and they have this recurring bit where he keeps introducing Dewey to like different kinds of drugs and he'll like give this speech and he's basically just listing off all the good parts about the drugs they're doing. And then at the end, he's like, but you don't want any part of this shit. You don't want none of this, Dewey. <laughs> this is marijuana, Dewey. Oh, yeah. I, I I can't take marijuana. I don't want to get a hangover. It it's doesn't give you a It's non-habit for Dewey. <laughs> he's, he's like, what is this, cocaine? He's like, it's terrible. It takes all your bad feelings and turns them into good feelings. It's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout outs to tim meadows on the podcast oh, we don't dude, shout tim out meadows. to tim meadows a lot tim meadows like if we if we were to do like a just top three favorite people like of just our group here on the podcast tim meadows would come up he's the tim best. meadows would be michael bumpus of yeah, that dude. top three he, he's uh, great but the the uh, the the thing i was leading to was we have this like really funny like biopic satire or parody but the music is really good, and John C. Riley is a really good singer. Like that's the surprising part. He won an Oscar for the movie Chicago, singing Mr. Cellophane. Like that's that's he has an Oscar for being a like a singing part in one of the biggest musicals of all time, and maybe the biggest movie musical of all time. Like the man can the man can sing, dude. The songs yeah. in that movie are great, dude. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted. Talk about what one part that like me and a uh, friend of the show, Cody Stilder, used to laugh about all the time is Jack White plays Elvis, right? There's this, oh, yeah, scene, yeah. <laughs> there's this scene where he's talking to Elvis. He's like, I need you to remember two things. Okay. Number one, I'm the king. And number two, watch out now. And he like throws up. Just like karate chops him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes Cody would be talking to me like, yeah, Bean, we're going to get on our bikes. We're going to do that. Watch out now. Like just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. This is a great movie and a great answer, man. I love this. What's what's funny, too, about that, because it's a biopic, it begins in the 50s and goes onward, 60s, 70s, and uh, they try and evolve Dewey's music each couple every few years, every beat of the movie. It's like, you know, he's you know, gone from kind of rockability to like country. And then he, he has the like a, he has like a Beatles cocaine doing, phase in the middle of the movie. He has like his Beatles cocaine phase. And then like the end of that act, like he's doing like, um, Brian Wilson, like he's got like 10,000, like extra musicians <laughs> and weird instruments. And he's like recording goats and like, you know, <laughs> it's really like, again, that's another like love letter to like, people who really music um as well because they really put thought into how they crafted uh the songs and the musical journey and he never paid for drugs <laughs> not, not once <laughs> uh so my number one uh dewey cox from the movie walk hard 
it's a fantastic movie. The music is great. And yeah, yeah, John C. Riley can he can really sing. So number one, easily. Aaron, what's your number one? My number one is watch out now. All right. That's going to be a th- that's going to be a thing I do forever on this podcast. Okay. I'm uh, here for it. <laughs> that's just the funniest thing to me. Okay. My number one is going to be uh, Death Clock from Metalocalypse. I think Metalocalypse is very, very funny. It is right in that era of like adult swim cartoons where they, they there were a couple really, really good ones. Um, and, and I was always a big fan. I really don't like metal a whole lot. Like, you know, I can appreciate it for what it is, but it's just not really my thing. But the reason Death Clock is my number one is because they have some really really good fucking music you know it's another one of these fictional bands that they they'll they'll like tour and do shows and things like that because they fucking they shred dude you play thunder horse on guitar hero 2 and it's like the most fun you can have playing that game um i like i said i'm not the the music guy around here i can't sit in here and tell you you know who did what and what did what or whatever but metalocalypse was fucking hilarious i loved their like like the place they live was like this giant black castle with like blood moats surrounded by lava <laughs> and stuff. But they were just talking about like what roommates would talk about, like who 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 ate the who used the last of the milk and stuff like that. But then when they went on stage, they were literally just this like crazy hard like death metal band. And it was yeah, I I personally think that Death Clock makes really good music. Again, I'm not the metal guy here. I don't have things to compare it to, but I always really enjoyed that. So while like I said. You know, J-Rock, I think, is very, very funny. And K.K. Slider will always hold a special place in my heart. Metalocalypse was a really good show on top of the fictional band and it actually being really good at music to me. They they had to be my number one. I'm actually surprised nobody has said them yet, personally. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's no, there's nobody else that I could put at the top of this list. I think when you look at what their characters are and the kind of music they make, they're pretty good, you know, for both. So I'm going to stop there. Number one is going to be a Death Clock from Metalocalypse. Nice. The uh, musician behind Death Clock is Brendan Small. And he, as far as I know, it's like just him doing everything. Uh, I know he does the voices for a lot, if not all of the band members on the show. Uh, I like Death Clock a lot. I never liked Metalocalypse. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, I, I thought Metalocalypse was kind of bad but I like the music a lot. So I like the band for sure. I, I liked Metalocalypse. I was ambivalent for death clock. Um, so there's my input. I, 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 I don't know. Death clock. I expected to be on Dave's list, honestly, uh, because I remember he kept that on his iPod or his, his on Zune, the, the because, Zune, Alan, all right. Um, Alan, Zune, okay. Alan, uh, my, my right. apologies. Okay. Alan. Alan, I'm going to need you to watch out now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Death Clock band member names are really funny. I just looked them up. Nathan Explosion, uh, Squisgar, Squigelf, <laughs> Toki Wartooth, and Pickles. Yeah. Pickles, yeah. Dude, I don't understand how you didn't think about a lot. Do Metalocalypse might have been that, you know, it was, is, is that or like Aqua Team? 
right? You know, nobody hears, you know, vouching for Saul of the Moleman. You know what I'm saying? But Deathclaw mm-hmm. definitely has the running for greatest adult swim show of all time, too. You know? Yeah. Uh, dude, if I just read about, like, everything, you know, or, like, hear you talk about, like, the kind of humor in Metalocalypse, like, they live in the castle, and it's just, like, every heavy metal <laughs> trope is the reality in there you know like yeah. that's cool i just didn't like the show I, I like everything about it except actually watching the show and nathan explosion like he was the singer for the band and when, when he talked this is like what he talked like he would be like hey i think it's really weird that you left the refrigerator door open uh you know that makes sense uh, you, you make a higher our electricity bill because the lights on the side of the refrigerator like you know dumb little stuff like that <laughs> I, I i loved metal oculus i thought it was very funny all right so that was aaron's number one Death Clock from the show Metalocalypse. Alan, what's your number one? Um, my number one is Max Rebo and the Max Rebo Band. House Band. Java's Palace on Planet Tatooine, um, who I've recently learned play a style of music that is colloquially known as jizz. <laughs> Ooh, Alan, actually, uh, this is, I'm sorry, I'm about to crush you, crush your soul here, <laughs> but they retconned this. Uh, Disney what? came out recently and said that it is not called jizz, it's called like jats, I think J A T Z is what they changed it to. The fucking cowards. They they retconned. Wait, wait. So, but did they go back and also, um, did they amend the name from Ever Orbis and his Galactic Jizz Whalers? They they did. did. They it's called Jats Whalers now. Yeah, they changed no! it. Oh no. Uh- I'm going, it, I'm going to burn the Disney vault. Whatever you got there, it's going to be on fire. I'm bad about this. Yeah, dude, we're storming City That's Hall tough. for sure. That vault is mine, Disney. You hear that? Helen Disney, whoever the fuck Any, his anyway, granddaughter is. Is is this the band <laughs> in uh, A New Hope that's playing that that song? This is, this is not the Cantina band. Ah, uh, different band. Okay. Right. This is the band at Jabba's Palace. Yeah, Max Rebo's that little blue elephant. Return of the Jedi. Right. Elephant looking <laughs> dude who has that like, like it's like a giant piano that he sits inside of. It's like a giant circle or yeah. whatever. I also really like the treatment he got on Robot Chicken in the Robot Chicken Star Wars. Uh, where me it was just all about, he was just all about getting to the gig, man. He'd had a gig to get through. And so he would kind of wander through other people's scenes, just like avoiding the mayhem and be like, ah, I got to get to the gig, man. Got to get the gig. It was very funny. Consummate professional, Max Rebo. Max Rebo Rebo. is my uh, first honorable mention. It's not really because of the music or anything, but when I was a little kid, like all I wanted was a Max Rebo action figure. I was like, no, you don't understand. Like if Max, if I have a Max Rebo action figure, he is going to be my Goku. Like you do not like that will be, but the guy who's just the best action figure that I have add everything. And I, ne- I never got a max Rebo action figure, man. Not that I remember. You would have become too powerful. Yeah. You know, I, 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 <laughs> I would have dropped. You didn't deserve it, Aaron, because you were a 
body void. <laughs> Santa Claus would not bestow the gift you wanted. Yes. So I didn't, didn't I didn't, didn't earn I didn't get it because I would have too many friends and that would have made me a terrible person growing up. Right. Oh, all right. That's why it happened. You not having friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Just like my therapist <laughs> and my mother told me. <laughs> you know, you know that uh when you go to a therapist, like they talk to your mom for an hour afterwards too. I just I just think that's weird. Uh, like still that mm, mm. that's a great <laughs> question Dave. Bath, Mr. <laughs> and dave i'll answer that question with the watch out now <laughs> are you sure it was a therapist and not like rat boy <laughs> jim yeah i don't know <laughs> I, I got a mcdonald's toy to play with i wasn't paying attention that's true that's right all right it was the worker at mcdonald's though Okay, so that was Alan's number one, Max Rebo from Return of the Jedi. Bloodbath, what's your number one? All right. My number one fictional band is, which I guess this under your definition that we set out earlier, this will count. Uh, it is the band Polaris from the TV show The Adventures of Pete and Pete. They are the band that plays at the in the intro of every episode. They're out on the lawn. Uh, they made an entire album of music for the show, uh, like 15 songs. Uh, and they're fucking fire as shit. They're fucking awesome. They are a great fucking band. They are the music is phenomenal. Uh, they're actually the band Miracle Miracle Legion. They changed their name to Polaris to make music for this show, which is something that they didn't necessarily want to do, but they've just like, they just wrote these like 15, like amazing songs and their music is featured all throughout uh, the show. Every episode has like three or four of their songs. Um, it's just really great. They're like, a, they're a great band. I have the entire soundtrack on vinyl. Um, like one of my all time favorite bands, uh, Polaris. So wait, were they, were they characters in Pete and Pete or were they just, on the lawn in so, the intro. They're on the lawn in the intro. They play all the music and then they are featured in one episode called A Hard Day's Pete. The plot of which, again, one of my favorite episodes ever. Uh, Little Pete doesn't have a favorite song. He's not really interested in music. And one day he's late for school. So he's riding his bike. He takes a shortcut and he drives. He rides his bike th- uh, past this uh, gr- this house in the, in the garage. The band polaris they're all in there practicing they're playing music and they play this song and he absolutely loves it he's like this is the coolest thing ever like i love this song and then he tries to come back after school and they're gone he never sees them again and he there's no way for him to play the song because it's just these guys at a garage playing music he can't find the song anywhere and it drives him crazy to the point that he picks up a a guitar and starts playing it so he can play the song himself because he needs to hear it again It's really cool. I was going to say, I don't think I would technically consider them a fictional band if they just changed their name to ride for a TV show. But if they were in the show at one, like if they were in a story as this band, then I can, I can accept this as an answer pretty freely. Good answer, man. Thank you. Yeah. They sound fictional to me. I think, I think for what we set up, I think it's like, because again, okay. So, and no one's, 
as far as I know, we haven't gotten a listener responses or our mentions yet. But I mean, nobody has said uh, tenacious D. They, they're well, it, they're they're Jack Black and Kyle Gass. Like they they don't hide that fact. They're they're an act, but they're not pretending to be other people. You know what I mean? That makes any sense. So. If you go on Wikipedia and you search Death Clock, it says Death Clock is a fictional melodic death metal band. Uh, same with one of the others I was looking up earlier. I don't fucking remember. But I bet if you went and looked up Tenacious D, it would not say fictional. Well, he does make a point that because they do have the TV show, too. But they, like I said, they still use their first names. You know, I, I wouldn't. This is why I was just like at the beginning, just like I have like, you know, when we were talking, I was just like, hey, I, the gray areas are so stupid. I, I on think this top three that I can I can probably yeah. accept anything. You know, I right. think we're all basically on the same page. And it's like I said in the discord server, when somebody asked whether the gorillas count, I basically said it, with my general answer, whenever subject. Things like this come up. A fictional band is like pornography. I know it when I see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, too, uh, look, I don't think I would have counted the gorillas either, honestly. No, for, but, I, but, I don't, for sure. I, I, I drank two hard cider, so I could be convinced to do anything. Yeah, right I'm, now, you know, so. I'm almost finished with this bottle of Mad Elf, so you could basically <laughs> convince me of anything or nothing yeah. at this point. Yeah, no yeah I'll, sign, I'll sign up for the draft. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to Rikers for three or four years just to prove my point. Just, just to prove a fucking point. <laughs> All right. So that was Bloodbaths uh, number one. Uh, Polaris from Pete and Pete. Sorry, I don't have anything to say. I've never watched Pete and Pete, or at least I don't remember watching it. Uh, so I'm in favor of people playing loud music on front lawns, though. That's cool. Anyway, uh, let's uh, do <laughs> our rapid fire lightning round honorable mentions. And uh, I only have one honorable mention. I was going to do a bit where I just go through every musician who's had a biopic and pretend like they're fictional. Like my honorable mentions are Ray Charles and Johnny Cash and Freddie Mercury and Elton John. Uh, They're great. I wish they were real. So my real (laughs) honorable mention is the Blues Brothers. Um, I I put them in here. I love the Blues Brothers movie, but I, I like... I don't find myself listening to the Blues Brothers music as much as the other three on my list. So that's why it's just an honorable mention, but I do love that movie. So Aaron, how about you? I, the Blues Brothers 2000 was also a really good movie and had a really good soundtrack. It it was very good. Uh, My honorable mention, I had, I had two and I've already kind of spoken on them. One was Max Rebo for whatever I said. And two, (laughs) back to the point I made, you know, the same way with Phoebe from Friends, Lisa Simpson. I just, I I, I love her character. She's my number one on our Simpsons character episode. Uh, And I, I I would fight, uh, I, I would fight if somebody said that she wasn't a musician. So she would be my other honorable mention. I think uh, A Night in the Woods. Uh, Night in the Woods was a video game where the main character had a band. It was really cool. So those would be my three. All right. And Alan. Uh, Link from The Legend of Zelda because he plays all sorts of instruments. (laughs) And And he does, Edward. Uh, (laughs) Stop calling people Edward. (laughs) Uh, They sang Hakuna Matata, and I enjoyed that very much. Uh, the Soggy Bottom Boys. Mm-hmm. I also That's had a good answer. Rangers. That's a great answer. Um, uh, Mouse Rat. Parks and Rec. Parks and Dude. Dude. Mouse, Mouse Rat is such a good name. I forgot about that. That's funny as shit. Uh, 
I also have Strong Bad and Robin Sparkles. Hell yeah, and Bloodbath. Uh, okay, we wonders from that thing. Um, there is a movie that came out a few years. Fade away. Uh, the fictional band of that is called The Twilight Zones. They're really good. Bloodbath. What movie um, was that? You cut out. Uh, it's called Don't Fade Away. It's by the guy that made The Sopranos. It's based on his life story. Okay. Um, the band of that is called The Twilight Zones. They're really, really good. Um, the wonders from that thing you do. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's what I got. That's that's good. That's what I got. All right. So those are our honorable mentions, and we will move into our listener responses of which we have uh, a lot this episode and i'll go ahead and get us started with matt aka stormageddon again a patron from the fun and games podcast they submitted this topic for the episode so they get to go first that is priority so matt says number three the old gods of asgard from alan wake and control uh good uh good good music especially in that one level in control if you know you know Number two, Wild Stallions from Bill and Ted. And number one, Sex bob from Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Wild, Sta- Wild Stallions is a good answer. Do they actually play I music, mean, though? They get demon with yeah. it. They played a song that, re- that unites the world. In the second one. They probably In the second, the second one. one. Okay. Okay. I haven't seen the second one. No. All right, fair enough. And we're going to hear a lot more of uh, actually all three of those throughout the community top threes here. Yay, yay. Aaron. Oh, we lost Aaron. Someone called Dale. Damn, I really thought I unmuted myself. I've been talking for like two minutes. It's just like, oh, everybody's tired of talking to me, so they're ignoring everything <laughs> I say. <God. laughs> Hold on one second. Let me bring that. Uh, let me bring those show notes back up now. Okay. Next up, we have Chris C, a patron, former guest, and host of the Retro Hangover podcast. Uh, number three is Yuna slash YRP from Final Fantasy X2. Number two, Spinal Tap. And number one, the Blues Brothers. Good list. Uh, I'm playing the uh, I'm playing Final Fantasy X two right now, and those concerts are very funny. Uh, that that Yuna does. Next up is Adam B, a patron and uh, affiliated in some way with the Halftone Takes podcast. His number three, their number three is uh, the Gorillas. Their number two is Death Clock, and their number one is Powerline. From the Goofy movie. I didn't remember Powerline. I saw it on all the lists, but I didn't remember who Powerline was. Did you guys remember him? Never seen Mm. the Goofy movie. Wasn't he dressed like, supposed to be MC Hammer or something like that? Dressed kind of like MC Hammer, but Prince is the person that actually makes the music. Yeah. Huh. Oh, well, that explains that Prince made the music? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that explains why it's on everyone's list. God damn. Uh, I, I would again argue gorillas don't count, but that's me. Um, it's also me. Yeah. And me, sorry, sorry, right. sorry, Adam B. You're not allowed to write it anymore. My bad. <laughs> Adam B. Come on the podcast and fight us. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Randall, uh, Patreon. Uh, number three is the Cantina Band from Star Wars. Number two is Death Clock, and number one is the Hex Girls from Scooby Doo. I like that answer. I don't remember the Hex Girls, but I remember that Cantina band. 
They, uh, <laughs> yes, I, sir. I watched that movie. I watched that movie like a month ago, and uh, uh, just very funny how they like they're playing the music and someone gets fucking murdered at the bar or like gets their arm cut off, and then they they stop playing for like two seconds, and then they just pick it right back up. Professionals. Professionals. Uh, next up is Charlie, who's a patron. Thank you, Charlie. Charlie, oh, God damn it, Charlie. Uh, how am I going to pronounce this? Number three is Diva Plava Laguna, the blue yep. opera alien from the fifth element. I should watch that movie. Never seen it. Uh, number two, DeAndre Cole, host of What's Up With That, portrayed by <laughs> Keenan Thompson. <laughs> and number one, Will Ferrell's fictional portrayal of Gene Frankel, the cowbellist for Blue Oyster Cult. That's a great answer, Charlie. That's a very, very good very answer, funny. Charlie. And uh, honorable mention to Giuseppe, the saxophone player on What's Up With That, portrayed by Fred Armisen and the 12-fingered pianist from Gattaca. Dave, do you know what What's Up With That is? Was it on like an old show? It's on it's All a, That, right? Oh, it, on All no, That? No, it's a, it's an SNL skit. Oh, it's SNL. It's Keenan Thompson hosting a show and he'll like ask a question. And then he'll be like, what's up with that? And then a giant band comes in. It's like, Ooh, what's up with that? What's up with that? And then he'll ask another question and they'll answer it. And he'll be like, the band will come out and be like, Ooh, what's up with that? What's up with that? It's actually a very, very funny skit. And Jason Sudeikis just comes out in like a red tracksuit, and he has like an Afro <laughs> wig and he's just dancing. It's very, it, like those skits are very, very funny to me. I, I like uh, all of your answers, Charlie. Uh, man, I'm, I'm telling you, you're leading right now, man. Yeah. The, the Gene Frankel pick. That's uh that's great. That's Gene, next level. Top answer. three in top notch. Uh, next up we have Jude law, AKA Doug, a patron from the nostalgia Marcanum podcast. Number three is Hedwig from Hedwig in the angry inch, a musical, uh, that I actually personally don't think is very good, but very cool answer. Uh, number two is Spinal Tap, and number one, Animal from the Muppets, whatever that band's name was that Alan liked. Get weird answer with Hedwig from Hedwig and Hedwig and the Angry Inch is a weird, weird musical cut. No, no, no joke, man. I low key was floating that has an answer. Hedwig, I, uh, yeah, Hedwig. So, um, interesting. A few years back, they uh, they put out an album, and a bunch of bands covered the music from that. Um, it's really good. Uh, like uh, the B-52s do a cover. Um, the Breeders. Like, uh, it was a really neat project. Um, that's, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that musical either, but I mean, I think it's definitely interesting for sure. It's about a transgender performer. Yeah, I bet that would be really cool. It's kind of like a uh, like a rock opera almost, kind of the same way like Rent is in some ways. I bet it would be really cool hearing an album of like bands doing covers from that song, and I will stop talking about that musical. <laughs> Next up is Jeff, formerly Jer, a patron. And, uh, well, Jer's number three is Dewey Cox. His number two is the B-Sharps. And number one is the fictional version of Weird Al portrayed in Weird, which I think we said doesn't count. But is the B-Sharps, uh, is that a Simpsons one? Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that didn't make yeah. any of y'all's list. Yeah. I actually barbershop quartet. I didn't even think about it. That's that's a really really good answer. What was that baby oh. on board? Yeah, great answer. Yeah, um, I I'm not going to get mad at Jer for putting like a, a fictionalized version of Weird Al on there. 
uh, even though like the music is probably the same, I don't know. I haven't watched the movie, but from what I heard, he's just like out of control in the movie. Uh, so I don't know. Jerf's cool. Jerf gets a pass. All right. Next up, we have Chris in a Patreon. All right. His number three is Spinal Tap. Number two, Death Death Clock. Number one, The Wonders or The Oneaters from That Thing You Do. And honorable mention, <laughs> Sineptaf and Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Give this man the prize. He wins. What is Captain Geach and the down. Shrimp Shack Shooters from? We we went as that one time. But wasn't that Sineptaf. from something? It's from that thing. That you was do. from that. Oh, okay. Yeah, with the wonders. Okay, it, it was like one of their like monikers for their band. Let it be clear, we were not a fictional band. We wrote like two songs. We <laughs> did. We we did write a song. Never performed it, but we did. Never, write never it. performed it, but we, we did write real. it. This is getting this is getting way too meta. Like, are are we real? Is Chris saying we're not actually real? You oh should give God. us. You should give us all two hundred dollars, and we'll figure it out later, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on board with that. Uh, next up is Jenny, who's a patron. Thank you, Jenny. Jenny's number three is the e- Elite Tarin Chieftain from World of Warcraft. Number two, Zack Attack from Saved by the Bell. Number one, Larry- Wild Stallions from uh, Bill and Ted. And honorable mention, Larry Underwood Yo. from The Stand. From The Stand. Yo. You ain't no nice deep, guy. Deep, deep stand mm. cut. Larry Underwood's one of my favorite characters in that book, man. That's a great answer, Jenny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Next up, we have uh, Dave from the Remember 64 podcast. Number three, Sex bomb from Scott Pilgrim, which I won't count because it's just a terrible movie. Uh, two, <laughs> Diddy and Dixie Kong from Donkey Kong Country 2. And Good answer. And number one, Cantina Band from A New Hope. I'm changing my number one to the DK rap from the intro oh. of Donkey Kong 64. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smart. It's the greatest it's rap song ever recorded. Should have been Michael Bumpus. Fuck Mr. Wind. <laughs> Uh, next up is Phil from the Deleted Staves podcast. Phil's number three is Death Clock. Number two is Death Clock, and number one is Death Clock. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I, I don't know what I was supposed to do with that, Phil. Um, I, I, I knew I was going to have to read that out loud, but <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Phil. All right, next up we have Joe Decahedron. Number three, Wild Stallions from Bill and Ted. Number two, the band with rocks in Discworld. And number one, uh, Spinal Tap. Isn't Discworld like a like a fantasy book series or something? It, I have no clue. It sounds familiar, but I do not know what it is. Yeah, I, I should probably stop talking because I don't know what, what it is. But I am not going to stop talking. That's what Me podcast do. hosts do. We never stop talking. Yeah, see, Joe Decahedron, we don't like your answers. And watch out now. <laughs> uh, Spinal Tap's cool. And uh, Wild Stallions, too. Of course, George Carlin's in that movie. I like George Carlin. Uh, next up is Adam, a.k.a. Desba. Number three, Rex Manning from Empire Records. Never heard of that, so it doesn't count. Number two, <laughs> Sex bob from Scott Pilgrim. I have heard of that, but I don't remember. I remember the music being good in that movie. Never mind. And the game has good music, too. And number one, Death Clock. Good answers. Next up, we have Adam, a.k.a. Desba's wife. 
Number three, Sex bob from Scott Pilgrim, which I already said is terrible, so I don't know why you wrote it anyways. Number two, Chip Skylark from The Fairly Odd Parents. I don't know what that is, but I do like The Fairly Odd Parents. Number one is Kismet from Trolls 3. I'm sure it's great. Yeah, I have no idea. Nope, nope, drawing a blank. Next up is Dischimera uh, from the Game Over Hell YouTube channel. Not a podcast, everybody. A whole last no. channel. Number three, Cast from Breath of the Wild. I don't remember who that is. Uh, number two, Off the Hook from the Splatoon series. And number one, Gilbert from The Legend of Mana. I, I, I don't know anything about any of that stuff, Discabera. Is Cast the dude with the, the accordion that shows Isn't- up? It's the bird, yeah. Yeah, the bird. He's like the yeah. traveling bard. Da, 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 that song. Oh, that's fun. That's exactly how it goes. I remember it exactly like that. Yeah, you're welcome, Discimera. All right, next up we have John from the video game lounge. Number three, the Number two, Electric Dream Machine. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I kept <laughs> thinking of the name of that. That's the first appearance of uh, Nightman. And number Ooh. one, Star Wars Cantina Band. That's a good list, John. Number three was the Beats Bloodbath Cutout. Uh, yeah, good, good list. John is a, a cultured individual. And next up is another cultured individual we'll find out it's nomad from the retro wildlands podcast number three love fist from grand theft auto vice city i don't remember that but love <laughs> fist is a funny name for a musician number two sex bob from scott pilgrim and number one the old gods of asgard again from alan wake and control next up we have alex from the low five gaming podcast number three beach concert star from the lost boys Number two, Daisy Jones and the Six. And their number one is the Crescendals from Interstellar 5555. I know all of them, and I have lots of opinions on all of them because I know them. But we don't have enough time for me to get into all of that. Good list, Alex. Same, same. Next up is Artful Scruff. No designation. Uh, Number three, (laughs) Robert Frobisher from Cloud Atlas. Unaware. Number two, Red. From Transistor, red is a color. Number one, Old <laughs> Gods of Asgard. Control, comma, Alan Wake. I don't red know. Is, red is are the main character. Yeah. yeah the, okay. Red is uh, the main character in Transistor, and Transistor is a super giant game that's very, very good. Yeah, good I like game. that answer. Yeah. It is also a color, though, Alan. You are correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're not wrong. You're not right. wrong about that, Alan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> all right next up we have mikey tabletop from the zero dash two heroes podcast number three the queen hater is second city television number two la Llorona, love and rockets comic book and number one ian rubbish in the bizarro a skit from saturday night live what, what is in, that skit? who's in that yeah. i don't remember that what is that uh, Fred, it's like a it's a filmed piece. It's like a document mockumentary 
uh, about a punk band called Ian Rubbish and the Bizarros, and it's supposed to be like the seven. It's supposed to be like the Sex Pistols, and like instead of like making a song that's like you know God hates the Queen or what or you know God save the Queen, he like makes a song about um uh fuck Margaret Thatcher, and he's like, Hey Margaret Thatcher, you're really cool. We like you a lot. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, Margaret Thatcher, very cute. Yeah, I agree. Mar- Margaret Thatcher naked <laughs> on a cold day. <laughs> uh, next up, Carolyn D. Carolyn D's number three is Chip Skylark from The Fairly Odd Parents. Number two, Protozoa from Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. And number one, and this one I had to look up because I thought this was just real, just regular, normal, real. Together, uh, which is apparently from New Kids on the Block, which I never watched. But I thought this was just a real ass boy group. This was a surprise. I learned something. I didn't learn anything from all of you other people that wrote things that I didn't know about, <laughs> including you three. But I learned something from Carolyn D. Together, uh, apparently fictional. Dude, do you speaking of boy bands, do you know which boy band we all forgot? Fingerbeg. Oh, Bye. no. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. How did that slide oh, we, also, we also forgot Faith Plus One. Oh, shit. I forgot <laughs> Faith Plus One. Oh, God damn it. Sorry, I'm more of a, I'm more of a moop. More of a moop <laughs> yeah, guy. The body moop. of Christ. Yeah, uh, swimmers by Clearly all Michael Bond. Gonna finger bang bang you into my life. Girl, you like to finger bang and that's all right. That's all right. Damn, we are so fucking stupid. Uh, This podcast is over. We're shutting it down. (laughs) Damn. All right. All right. Next up, we have Abby. Number four, Robbie Hart from The Wedding Singer. Good answer. Number two, Dewey Finn from School of Rock. Number one, Jesse and the Rippers from Full House. Okay. And her honorable mention is Phoebe from Friends. Buffet. My darling sister. Buffet. 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 The Wedding Singer's got some good songs. Yeah, dude, that's a great answer, right? The Wedding Singer's an awesome movie, man. And like, <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he, he, he wrote a couple of songs for that. Yeah. And when I think of you, Linda, <laughs> I hope you fucking choke. <laughs> Some good songs. Uh-huh. Next up is Allison, uh, whose number three is Chip Skylark from the Fairly Odd Parents. Number two is Lemonade Mouth from a Disney Channel movie. Not any specific one, just a Disney Channel movie. Is any, any uh, of them? Yeah. Just one of them, Lemonade Mouth. Number <laughs> one, Dale and the Brennan. From Step Brothers, the Cantino wine mixer. I never saw Step Catalina. Brothers. It's the That's fucking ah, Catalina, Catalina wine mixer. Fucking Catalina wine mixer, dude. Yeah, they did that. Well, <laughs> 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 just woke up the neighbors. I love it. <laughs> and his daughter. The uh, <laughs> that boats and hose song was very funny that they did. I'll, I'll give her that. That was pretty funny. Uh, next up is Leah. Leah's number three is Power Line from the Goofy movie. Number two, The Blues Brothers. And number one, uh, Aldous Snow from Forgetting Sarah Marshall and Get Him to the Greek, which I didn't think of Aldous Snow. But that one song in Forgetting Sarah Marshall is very funny. That, that song was really, really funny. 
Too bad that guy's awful now. Oh, All he's right. the worst. Next, yeah. <laughs> next up, we have Taylor. Her number three is Lisa Simpson. Uh, her number two is Jack Black in School of Rock. And her number one is Phoebe Buffet from Friends. Pow! <laughs> Watch out now! Uh, Dude, next look up up you is... also gotta make pow a thing. That's so <laughs> Sell t-shirts, bumper stickers. Next up is Terrence, whose number three is Russell Hobbs from... The gorillas, which Terrence, I thought we made it clear by this point that he couldn't pick the gorillas. Why uh, didn't he get into Google Doc and delete his answer and change it? What is he not listening to us live? That's what I, I that's what was my entire point, Aaron. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Aaron, what should Terrence Aaron? do? Uh Terrence should get in the Google Doc and change his answer as we're recording. Uh, Aaron, so we the correct answer was watch out now. <laughs> Damn, I thought you were t- uh, having me do a retake because Bloodbath was playing his guitar and you couldn't hear what uh, I initially said. My bad. My bad. Okay. Hey, Bloodbath, if you don't put down that guitar, you're going to have to watch out now. <laughs> 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 there we go. That's that's what we call teamwork. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Uh, that's n- number two for uh, old Terrence there. Uh, Raru. From FLCL. Yeah, None no of it idea. means anything to me. Number one, Buckaroo Bonsai. I don't know what that means either, but I like it. Yeah, it sounds cool. I bet Bloodbath knows what Buckaroo Bonsai is. Yeah, what that is, Bloodbath. It's a movie from the 80s of Dan Aykroyd. I thought Bloodbath would know. Yeah. Deep Aykroyd knowledge. Bloodbath Aykroyd McGrath. That's what we always call him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it my turn? All right. Next up we have Kylie. Number three, the guy who sang Scotty Doesn't Know. That would be Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh number two, the soggy bottom board from Oh Brother Where Art Thou? And number one, power line from a goofy movie. Ah, man, that song, uh, Man of Constant Sorrow, is like the best song ever written. So good job, Kylie. Oh, man, could you imagine Man of Constant Sorrow being sung by Randy Travis? Just think about it. That's got to be the best <laughs> song. On. I am a man of constant sorrow. That was close. That was, that was pretty close. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Great. Uh, and last but not least, we have Andrea. Andrea? I don't know. Andrea says, number three, Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem. I thought it was Animal and Electric Mayhem. Andrea and Alan are going to have to duke it out. Mm-hmm. When he's on Alan. Go back and uh, go back and check the record, Dave. I, I called it Dr. Teeth and the uh, Electric Mayhem, specifically Animal, the drummer. That is not what I heard. All right. Number two, mm. The Beats. And number one, The Wonders. So... That is all of our community submissions for this episode. Thank you to everyone who wrote your top threes in. We had quite a lot of them. We always love going through them. If you would like to participate like these cool people in future episodes, you can do one of two things. You can join our Discord server. You'll find an invite link down in the show notes. We also have a thriving and welcoming and awesome community in the Discord server. But that's where most of our responses come from is our Discord server members. And then you can also follow us on social media, specifically 
uh, Facebook and Instagram is where I usually put the call. I used to put them out on Twitter and then I stopped doing that. And then this time I didn't put it on Instagram. I only put it on Facebook. So uh, Facebook's probably your best bet. And uh, yeah, Discord's Discord's the best. It's the best place. It's just the best. It's the best. So thank you everyone who wrote in. Uh, as always, really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, that that is our... Wait, hold on. Who Who's the winner? Are we still going with... Uh, who, who did we say the winner was like very early in this? Is it, is it still Charlie with uh, Gene Frankel? Uh, it's either him or Jenny for that Larry Underwood reference. But uh, I'll let you pick, Dave, baby. You don't want to do all the work. That's true. I'm going to go with Charlie because seeing <laughs> the name Gene Frankel made me laugh a lot. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm pivoting to Jude Law. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, Charlie. Good job, dude. And uh, I should watch The Fifth Element to see what the fuck your number three is. No, no, don't, dude. That is just such a terrible fucking movie, man. Do not take (laughs) part of that, Dave. Don't. All right. Correction. I am not going to watch The Fifth Element. I'm going to play video games instead. Thank you, boo. You're you're welcome, beautiful. (laughs) All right. So, yeah. Thank you, everybody. And I don't know what we have coming up next time. I don't think we have a topic yet. So uh, if you have an idea for a topic, hit us up in the Discord server and let us know. And that's all I got. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget, watch out now. There it is.